Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. You'll be set for the first six months, she absolutely refused to learn English. So I would say something to her, and I would, you know, maybe point to this and say, chair. And she would scream Chinese back at me. So then I would, you know, try and communicate it with her in other ways, and she would just scream Chinese at me. And so one day, I went to the Chinese ladies, and I said, can you please help me? She's saying this, and I said some of the phrases, and they all turned red and said, please don't ever say those again. She's saying Uh-oh. very horrible things to you. Oh, wow. Good <laughs> thing so, you didn't know, huh? Yeah. You never found out? Just that they were curse words. Okay. And, and she even told me that she was never allowed to say them, and she felt like I wouldn't know, so she just was screaming saying bad okay. things at me. Yeah. But she didn't want to be there. She shook her fist, basically just shook her fist. Anything that we told her to do, she would do the opposite. Yeah, if, I, if I walked into a room, she would walk out. If you have expectations, you're going to be disappointed. But you could take it, though. Sure, because yeah. we, we knew. She, she was not she – was kind of re- she was rejecting you. Yes. Oh, you not could take kind it. of. Yeah, not no, kind no. of, really. Yeah. She was rejecting <laughs> but us. But you could take it. <laughs> yeah. Why could you take it? Because we knew. God said so. Again, in and of ourselves, we would have never made that decision. Why would we? You know, it's out of the box. So you're having to, all through this, is kind of the point I want to make, is that you're having to base everything on what God said. Mm -hmm. Everything's based on what he told you. Mm -hmm. Not your feelings. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you wanted to give up a few times. Oh, yeah. But you can't base it on your feelings because they may be one way one day and Back the other way the next. You had to base it on the Lord God. Friends, I want you all to hear this. Whatever you're going through, you're mad. You're cursing the Lord sometimes. You want to give up. You want to quit. It's not based on you. It's based on what the Lord God has said. Do you know what God has said? Do you know what he says in his word? Do you know what he's told you? Do you know what his will for you is, what his purpose is for you? Don't base it on you. You're finite. Let's keep it on the Lord God. Keep your eyes on the Lord, what he's told you. You need to believe who he says you are, not what everybody says you are, not what other people curse at you and say that you are. It's who God says you are. I'm tracking with you. You're you're keeping the Lord God center to this whole thing. Mm. So she's upset, but you're having to say, oh, okay, whatever it is she's saying to me, it ain't good, but I have to say, Lord God, <laughs> I gave this to you. Right. Now what? Well, we just, we kept on. We parent the way that God parents us. So in other words, we are consistent. God is not inconsistent. God is consistent. God is loving, and God covers a multitude of sins. Even when you get mad and curse him. Even when I get mad and curse him, he throws it as far as the east is 
from the and West. And he doesn't change his mind and say, you know what? I, I decided I don't want you anymore. Exactly. He, he loves says, us. He says, I love you, and I've made a commitment to you, and I'm going to keep it. He loves us through the hard. So well, you exactly. parented your children the same way. Yes. Whether adopted or natural. Exactly. So, for instance, as an example, um, our four kids, we've always made it a habit. At night before bed, you give mom a hug. Mom loves you. I love you. You're getting a hug. And all four of them would march through and give mom a hug. And <laughs> Elizabeth would stand and, you know, stand as far away as she possibly could. And I'd open my arms up and I'd be like, come on, bring it in, bring it in here. And she would say no. And I would say, I love you. You are my child, just like they are. And I'd point mm-hmm. to them. And I said, you're getting a hug. And she would stand there stiff as a board. I'd put my arms around her and I would tell her good night. And we, it, was consistent so that's that's just an example like we would we would implement you know a lot of things um you know elsewhere like if we played board games and she didn't understand we would find a way to get her involved everything that we did we involved her with everything she's um, not an outcast no no, no not she at all. was brought in to the family mm-hmm. yeah and to backtrack just a little bit while i was still in china with her Josh was at home with the kids, and I was snapping pictures of Elizabeth as we're walking down the street or as, you know, whatever, and I would have to really sneak them. And I sent them to him, and he printed them out. And framed them. And framed them. And put them up around the house. He put them all over the fridge. He put them, you know, I mean, on the walls around where all of our family photos are. He he framed them and put them on the coffee table and you know so when she walked into our home she had a presence it's like she was always been there she had a presence in our home also while i we were in country we would go shopping i mean you know or or go to a museum or go and you know do things and i would always ask her through the translator hey tell her to pick something out here because when they when when she came to me she had a backpack that had it's like some school books in it, and she just had the clothes on her back, and that was it. She had nothing. And so I wanted her to have some things from her homeland that that she could call her own. And so she would never – she would never let me buy her anything. But I started watching her and observing, hey, she really likes that little slinky or whatever, and I would buy it behind her back. And so when we got home and I had slipped them into her – her suitcase. And so when we got home, not only was her face all over our home, she had all of these gifts and surprises and things that came from her homeland. So with that said, it it was something that you, we really thought ahead of time and tried our best to put ourselves in her shoes. And how would we feel if we went to this place where we had no footprint? At all. Like we'd never been there and everything was all brand new. It made such a huge difference with her. And so as uh, the longer she stayed with us, the more that she realized she was one of us. Whether she felt like it or not, she was one of us. And she just looked at me one day and said, I need God. Wow. And I 
questioned her, you know, like, what do you mean you need God? And she just went through the whole plan of salvation. I am not a good person. I'm mean. I'm mean to you. And I'm, and I can't, I can't make it stop. And I want it to go away. And I I need Jesus to take all of that from me. Long story short, she surrendered her life to the Lord. And do you know something? From that moment on, she was a completely different person. She was loving and kind. Before, I didn't mention this, but before she would kick our animals. She didn't like animals. She would kick her little brothers. She was just nasty. She was mean. She was very mean. Scrappy. Yeah. (laughs) She was making sure that that pecking order was established. (laughs) But as soon as she surrendered her life to Christ, she became a completely different person. She was kind. She was loving. She was more concerned with others' feelings and thoughts. She was helpful. She wasn't at all what she used to be. Nothing. Mm. Absolutely nothing. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Yeah. Behold, all things have become new. new. Yeah. What a picture. Mm-hmm. Friends, That you're listening to me here. You don't like who you are. I can't do this anymore. You realize you're rotten. You realize you're mean. You want it to go away, and you don't even know how to make it stop. Give your life to Christ. He'll make you a new creation. If this girl from another country, from another nation, another place could come over and understand this, then you certainly can too, even just from hearing this podcast. And if you get saved just by hearing the scriptures that I've given you from God's word and from this podcast, you got it a lot with a lot less friction than what it took her. What a nice thing for you to come to believe in Jesus now. Yeah. Yeah, and and new creation. A little little bit later, probably 6 months or so when her English got really really good. She looked at me one day and she said, "Do you know why? Do you know why I gave my life to Jesus?" And I was like, "Well, I mean, other than the obvious, you know, you you kind of need to give your life to Jesus." And she was like, "Well, I did it because you and dad loved me." Even when I was unlovable. Yes. And I knew that God was real because you showed me. And it really hit me hard. And that's the number one thing that I tell parents. Be consistent. Love them anyway. Don't give up. Don't give up. Love them through the hard. And a lot of times when we are kicking and screaming, what does scripture say? Kicking against the goads. Yep. We're doing ourselves more harm than anything else, but we're running, and all we need to do is surrender and give that to the Lord. I like how y'all established a footprint for her in your home. You put pictures up. You showed her, this is your home. You live here, too. Mm -hmm. We have set this place for you to live in. Right. John 14, 3, Jesus said, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again And receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. So, friends, he's he's building a place, a home for you to take you to that he says, once you get in my home, you live here. This is your place to live. You have a footprint here. Mm -hmm. There's so many gospel parallels in here. It's just popping out. And I could do a million of them, but I want to hear more from (laughs) y'all. So 
But uh, guy, I'm just I'm trying to reach that one person that's hearing this podcast today. You're just not there yet with the Lord. You've heard Elizabeth's story. I need to give my life to Christ. I have seen it because I watched y'all because you loved me. And friend, I want to ask you, how many people are there in your life? They love you and you've been a jerk to them, but they love you anyway. Do you realize they are waiting for you to give your life to Christ and be changed? Why not do it now and experience what they're showing you? You know, from this story you're hearing today, you know that the people that are showing you the love of Christ, they're doing it for a reason higher than themselves. And you really deep down want it. Here's how you get it. You give your life to the Lord, you give your life to Jesus and he'll change you and you'll have new eyes and you'll have new ears. You have new perceptions. Don't you want that? What a great, wonderful change. What else have you got? <laughs> I mean, certainly you have more. I felt like I was wrapping up. I don't. I don't know. Are we done? I mean, well, what what have you got? We still we still got one more kid. We got another kid. You got to another talk kid about. to go through. Let me let me ask you. Does she come get hugs from you deliber- uh, willfully now? Yes. Yeah, and she doesn't tense up now. I mean, used to. Like I said, if I walked into her room, she'd walk out. You know, the, the, I was like, well, how how am I supposed to bond with this with this young lady? You know, who everything is new and she wants absolutely nothing to do with us. And so, well, you know, what's a dad to do? I started painting my fingernails at the table and she quickly joined in. And uh, that was our first moment together to kind of bond because it was silly. And, uh, and she <laughs> just loved it. But, you know, it, it just it took time and, and consistency mm-hmm. to just, hey. This is how it is. I've seen that picture oh, yeah, of yeah. you getting your fingernails painted. Yeah. And when I saw that, I thought, and this is kind of weird, but it's true. When I saw that picture, I thought, that's a real man right there. <laughs> yeah. For real. Yeah. Because you're yeah. trying to bridge that gap with her. I understood it. Yeah. It so was, it was, uh, I mean, it, it really was selfish because uh, I just, I wanted everything just, hey, just sit in a chair next to me. Yeah. You know, because again, uh, we all wanted that picture perfect airport, you know, bear hug and, you know, spin her around in slow motion. All and, the glitter falls yeah, from the sky. Exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. Disney no, moment. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. She saw me and was like, nope. <laughs> so, but you waited. I waited. Yeah, you she, waited and you worked with her patiently. Absolutely. You just ha- had to be patient and just know that in due time. Another it's Jesus not my parallel time. here, friends, is that. You're fighting the Lord. You don't want him. He's working with you, and you know he is. You see it. And now from you're realizing right now that God has been really waiting for you, and you just haven't given him his due yet. You don't want to sit next to him. He has gone so far down as to paint fingernails with you, something you think that Josh would never do, something you think God would never do. He did. Something you think God would never do is come down off his throne and come down and die a gruesome death for you. But he did it because he's trying to relate to you just for you to understand that he wants to be with you. That's it. I think the coolest picture in Romans is while we were yet still sinners, Christ died Died for for the ungodly. He didn't wait for me to be cleaned up. He didn't wait for me to to be comfortable. He died for me regardless. While you were still a spiritual jerk. Exactly. Exactly. Yep, he did that up front. So you got another one. 
Yeah, one more kid. Okay, guys, listen to this. They got another one. Okay. <laughs> we still went back. Yeah. Yep. You thought they were done. What's with these folks? Were they, okay. What's, yeah. who, who we got? So the typical adoption process from the first three is about 10 months, 10 to 11 months of paperwork, immigration paperwork, and all of the whole process, and which is sad because you want to get there so quickly to get your child. But at the same time, you need time to fundraise and you need time to do all of these things. And Back to that again. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Well, with all of them, we fundraise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But before we get there, there's a little bit of preload in this. So so we all thought we were done. We, oh, yeah. We thought this was it. Everybody listening thought y'all were done. We Here's thought, another one. Yeah, we thought we were done. And so, <laughs> look, I should probably never go to work ever again because this stuff always happens when I go to work. But Courtney wanted to be an advocate. And I'll let you explain a little bit more of what that entails, and then I'll I'll come back in. So Courtney wanted to be an advocate for – for children in need of adoption. What, what does that mean? Well, what it means is it means for you to quit messing with me. That's what it means because I know where you're going with this. Uh-oh. Um, a little something going on something's here. Something's coming. But <laughs> in all seriousness, um, once you go and you see, you can't unsee. Hmm. Yeah. And once you experience, you can't unexperience. And so once your heart is ripped open – and mended back together a million different times, and you can't wait to do it again. Okay. It it has an effect on you. So, so I decided that I would be an advocate for orphans, and so our adoption agency would have files, photos, and files of these children on their website, and they would ask people to share those. On social media or whatever so that they can get the word out. Maybe it might prick someone's heart to adopt this child or whatever and hopefully change the, uh, you know, the course of this child's life. And so do you want me to tell my part and then you can jump in? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, This This sounds like it's going to get good. This is when Josh and Courtney almost divorced. (laughs) 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 <laughs> you um, said it was messy. It was, yeah. So, so I was, I was on the computer one day, and I'm looking through the kids' files, and I'm, I'm reading their stories, and I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I, I think I'm going to reach out to them and become an advocate, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna start advocating for these children, and, and all of a sudden, this little girl's face was in front of me, and it took my breath away. Wow. So when my second biological child was born, and I had told you that the that the Lord had impressed upon me that He was going to add to my family, and it was going to be a surprise as to how He does it. You know, when when any any woman has who has given birth, they they go through the labor and the delivery, and the baby is laid on their chest, and they get to see this baby for the very first time that they've had in their womb for nine months, and you you see this child. And you're instantly in love. Like there, it, there's no other – I don't know how to explain it. There's just this instant feeling that this is my child. And that is the feeling that came over me when I saw her face on the computer that day. And I just burst into tears. And honestly, it scared myself. I, I thought, 
oh my goodness. And then I thought, oh, Josh is going to divorce me. And what do I do with this? So How do you break it? So I come home from work and Courtney is a hot mess. She is blubbering and crying. And she's like, we got to talk right now. And so, again, we're, we're still in this house that's a split floor plan. Our bedroom's on one side. Kids' bedrooms are on the other side. Kids are playing, watching TV out in the backyard. So we go into the, the bedroom, and uh, we go into this huge walk-in closet that's in this master bedroom. And she shuts the door, and she's got her laptop in there. And I'm thinking, okay, what's going on here? And she's just crying the whole time. And uh, I'm thinking, okay, she must have done something in a couple of keystrokes. Our savings is gone. Oh, no. That, that's, that's the first thought. Again, I'm a guy. Logistics, right? We right? do that. That's us guys. I, I, I'm a logistics guy. So, I'm with you. I mean, we so, didn't have a savings anyway. So. Uh, this okay. is true. This, yeah, it, was, it was all gone. So anyways, so she opens up her laptop, and she turns the laptop around, and I see this little face. And I immediately knew. Here we go. What had happened. Okay. And she goes, Josh, that is my daughter. And I was like, uh. <laughs> and, uh and so I just – I don't even recall saying anything. I stormed out. And she's like, but, but, but if God's not laying this on your heart, then, <laughs> then it wasn't meant to be. And I said, you have backed me into a corner. If I say no, you will always remember that. And so I stormed out for three days. This is we've been married for twenty oh gosh, twenty four years. Right now? Yeah. Yeah, twenty four. Twenty four years. Twenty five years, something like that. So we've been together a long time. That was the first time in our marriage that I did not say one word to her for three days. I was so mad because I was like, God, I have no idea what to do here. I I I, I thought we were done. Things have kind of calmed down a little bit. I really don't know if we can afford it this time. I basically said again, okay, God, if this is going to happen, you're going to have to make it happen. This is the same thing you did it, on the first it, one. It, exactly, exactly. So it's like we're just, yeah. we're just, you know, we're playing tennis here, you know, and I, I you know, serve and now – Table she, flipped again. Exactly. Yeah. She's yeah. serving it back to me. And, yeah. and so I went there and I said, okay, if, if that is our daughter – God will have to make this happen. And so as Courtney started this story with Lynn, what normally takes anywhere from 9 to 11 months to complete was immediately fast-tracked in three months. Yeah, so Josh Josh came to me and said, you know, I've weighed everything out, and um, I've I've decided that, you know, I don't think I can afford another child, like to pay for college and to do all of these things. And um, he said, but finally I decided that I can't stand before God at the end of the day and say that I said no to adopting this child just because I thought I couldn't afford it. That, And he realized he had been convicted that the, he hadn't been putting his trust in the Lord, that the Lord exactly. would take care of, exactly. of us. And so he, he, so he came to me and told me that. And so I said, okay, well, then we're going to we'll start the process. And so we did. And normally the process is 10 to 11 months. With this, with this daughter, it, in three months I was there.
you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.